and uh, welcome to, uh, I guess we'll call this the second preview show uh, of what's going to end up uh, having a better name than this one, but uh, getting all the crap teams together and discussing why, uh, what, how did we get to this point? And uh, obviously, as uh, we talked about in the last episode, uh, Brothers of Discussion talking with the Broadway boys, uh, what can be done to improve these teams? And uh, also, I think we want to take an opportunity to build each other up. But uh, the the great thing we have going today, myself, Matthew, of the Brothers of Discussion, and Jordy Cunningham uh, from the, uh, oh my gosh, we just said it, the King's Den. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's all good. We get to do a game preview, too, because we'll have Wings and Kings on Thursday uh, for the, uh, the Cracker Bowl, I think. Uh, yeah, a, a little two-for-one action here. Exactly. It's kind of... Kind of the second Crapper Bowl in a week for the Kings because they played Ottawa last Thursday. Oh, boy. Yeah, we've got Ottawa next week, so this will be uh... – <laughs> It all ties in well. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, <laughs> the, 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 the way that those things work themselves out. You know, yeah. just you got to love the NHL. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I really hope that there was somebody uh, ways back that was trying to put together – this string of awful games with all of the horrible teams. Um, well, let, let's let's just jump off here. Um, I, I'll I'll give a little preview because I I know this there's going to be some Kings fans listening to this, and then yeah. uh, Jordy, I'll have you give a preview of oh, what you guys good. are doing over in LA. But um, yeah, we are uh, the brothers of discussion. My brother who is not here right now, but uh, we are covering the Red Wings, obviously uh, with the Hockey Podcast Network. This is going to be every Monday and Thursday. Um, but we're right now not feeling great. Uh, if you are a listener of the Brothers of Discussion, and uh, we actually call our show the Discussion Five in reference to the Russian Five, uh, it's it's pretty much just been one episode after another uh, before this Robbie Fabry trade of us trying to figure out um, or, or or more or less help people just understand that this is going to be a long journey. But uh, I, I don't know how different the story is over in L.A. with somebody who's as close to the, uh, I guess, to the product as, as I, I'm going to consider you, Jordy. I, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if you want to consider yourself or associate yourself with the Kings at this point. But, uh, <laughs> well, no, go ahead. Well, here's how I've kind of seen the Kings so far this season. I, I follow the Kings. I do the Kings Den podcast for the Hockey Podcast Network. But I live in Vancouver, BC, Canada. So I've followed the Canucks a lot of my life. And I would say where the Kings are right now is where the Canucks have been the last couple seasons before this season. They have, they're like at the in-between period where the veterans are a little too old and the young guys are a little too young and there's no real middle ground. And with that, and now it's obviously escalated for the Kings because they brought home two Stanley Cups. So you, you give them a, a little leeway for them being as for the struggles that they have this season, yeah. last year, this year. But I, I see that as just there's no middle ground right now. The veterans are too old and the young guys are just too young and don't quite have the experience yet. Well, let me, let me ask uh, a question then. I, I, I figure right. we'll be shooting them back and forth because yeah. oh, yeah. as a Red Wings fan, I mean, that is the, the bane of our existence is uh, the loyalty factor. Like, yeah. So from your perspective, I mean, I, I, I can't complain about being a Red Wings fan the last 30 years of my life. Sure. Uh, we've had a pretty good time. But you, growing up in Vancouver, have a completely different outlook on holding on 
to the veterans and yeah. you know what what that ultimately means for your your team is or, or like as the franchise as a whole so do you do you yourself look at that um even though i have you know as a red wings fan we we have i'll just say it i'm sorry we have a little bit more success than other teams in the league oh that's completely fair but uh like how how does that how do you look at that like what I, how, I how does a team justify holding on to the old guys when there isn't even a Stanley Cup to hold on to? Yeah, well, well, yeah. With with the Canucks, it's tough. With the Kings, who we're discussing here, it's a lot easier because you Good have the point. two Stanley Cups. And I think the it it is tough for fans right now to kind of mend the gap because they won the cups with the guys that are too old now: Doughty, Kopitar, Carter, and like you want to keep those guys, but at the same time, they're just getting older. And, of course, Dowdy, Kopitar, I don't think they're going anywhere. But it's other guys, uh, Carter, Brown, even Jonathan Quick, who's, who has who's been very average this year. It's tough to let those guys go because of the nostalgia factor. And I think that's the toughest part for Kings fans and for fans of any team in general is the transitional period of that when the team's had so much success and now it's kind of time to see them go in, in a different way. No, and that that is a fantastic point. And uh, for for the Red Wings fans that we speak to, I <clears throat> myself, I'm not I'm not going to say I'm like an expert by any means, yeah. but all all of my background in education is in business and marketing. So mm-hmm. anytime the Red Wings are making those decisions, you know, even though Jimmy Howard doesn't come with the Stanley Cups, you still look at a guy like Jimmy Howard, and and the, actually that this probably isn't the best example because Jimmy has held on to this team for a completely different reason. I, I, yeah. I believe, but yeah. there is still that marketing factor. You've got to put faces on those posters. For sure. For and sure. It, it's something that, uh, you know, from, from one perspective, you know, you, you kind of wrestle with it and you look at a signing every now and then, and, and you've just got to, you've got to grind your teeth, uh, complain about it to local sports shows or obviously to the hockey podcast network, uh, mm-hmm. send in your emails and send in your yeah. tweets. But uh, it's just a thing that's going to happen for, and in every sports league for every sports team. Uh, I, I just, it's, well, it's tough. You want to talk, you want to talk about that. And you mentioned earlier, like the things teams can do, like signing, signing big names that don't work out and then making, adjustments that you have to be done the kings took a major step in that direction today actually it was announced today that is everyone kind of saw it coming this season it was gonna happen kind of no matter what the kings announced today that Ilya kovalchuk won't be playing anymore he'll practice with the team but he's not going to be playing in any games holy mackerel yeah so that's the thing that kind of i think people thought People before the season thought, yeah, this is probably going to happen because he's got two more left at six and a quarter million. It's, and it was just a big-name signing that didn't work out. So they're not buying him out yet. He's just going to practice with the team, but they have no intention on playing him, and I think that's good. It, it's, you understand it because you want to get the young guys in there, and it's, just, it's tough to see something like that happen to a veteran. But it's at the same time, he just hasn't been very good. And it's a good way to get the young guys in there and get more playing time. No, that's, I mean, that, that's actually, that's got to be good news for all the LA Kings fans because yeah, sure. you want to see these decisions that are like incremental. Like yeah. uh, when, you're, when you're as bad as the Kings and, and Wings are, and we were even battling, uh, we were pick six, you guys, uh, or 
I gotta stop saying you because I'm assuming then you are a Vancouver fan, right? And then <laughs> yeah, that's all right. True. So I'll, I'll start. So I'll refer to it as the Kings. Um, oh, I, but <laughs> but you know, battling out for pick five and pick six, uh, and, and you got to see those incremental moves. And as I already brought up, like Robbie Fabry, that's a yeah, move that's a that, good move, eh? It's it's a fantastic move. Yeah. For uh for the hockey fan, right? Yeah. Like sure. this isn't this isn't a marketing move. That's the same idea that you're talking about with Kovalchuk. This is a move, you know, the Robbie Fabry trade. Um, you know, was, what was funny is is I actually made s- some dumb comments uh, and some bad jokes that uh, yeah. that didn't go over so well with with the Twitter community. But uh, <laughs> when you just look at how this has gone for two games, there's no joking anymore. This yeah. this Robbie Fabry thing, uh, it's not you know, it's not going to turn this whole team around, but. You can't you can't make fun of this this move. You can't say, "Oh, we picked up a guy who had a couple knee surgeries, and and we'll see how this goes." The guy came in firing, yeah. so he he to himself, uh, to his own credit, he sees this as an opportunity too. So more along the line, the uh, uh, along the point that I wanted to make is that you got to see these moves from from Steve Eiserman on the Red Wings. Of you know what, Jacob De La Rose, who's the guy that was traded away for mm-hmm. for Robbie uh, Robbie Fabry. Yeah, this isn't the type of player we need right now. This is a Red Wings yeah, team sure. that can't put the puck in the back of the net. So you need a guy that's going to start shooting the puck and then go on that step further. Robbie yeah, Fabry, for firing sure. him away. Yeah, for sure. And I did, I, I think that was a great trade for them. He's been awesome for them so far. You're a team that, the Wings are a team that definitely needs scoring help this season. And the Kings are as well, honestly. I have this, I have some stats in front of me for both of us and they're, they're pretty ugly. Yeah. Like the the Kings Kings goals for is uh 27th and their goals against is second only behind you. Yep. <laughs> uh, the, the the Kings power play is 29th and their PK is 30th only ahead of the Red Wings. So both both stats aren't great for both teams. Yeah, and, and it's it's tough too like um for the Red Wings, it looks like we were on pace before before the last couple games, but we were going to break a record for like goal differential, and uh, <laughs> I just to to not like for Red Wings fans, and this is for all the Kings fans that are listening. Like, what 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 was going on? It was just incredible to see yeah. not only a team lose like you. We see in the NHL from top to bottom, it seems like every team has a chance to win. But yeah. the last couple weeks, again, before the last two games, yeah. of losing 5-1 to one and 6-2, to two, yeah. f- I mean, just over and over and over. And, uh, like, I, I come back to, you know, bringing Jimmy Howard back on board. Um, this is a cat who <laughs> – he's a 9-12 career. Yeah. And to, and to be coming up with these, you know, the uh, goals against that's probably going to start approaching five if that if that trend continued, and then the save percentage well below eight eighty. Well, 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 well I, it's it's a bigger sample size with Howard because it's been like the majority of the season, and it's been a struggle for Quick and Jack Campbell as well. But you want to know how bad Jonathan Quick was first three games of the year? His, yeah. After his first three games of the year, his goals against was. 6.44 and his save percentage was under 800 through three games. Oh my gosh. And, and, and partly because of that is because they allowed him, they left him in for all eight against Vancouver, like second, third game of the year. <sighs> yeah. And, so and it hasn't been great goaltending wise here. Their quick has been a lot better of late, but it has been a struggle. 
I, now, I in, in your mind, quickly, actually, what was that? I want to ask you something. Go for it. In the month of October, was there was the schedule for the Red Wings? Do you think any reason why they have the struggles? Now, I I could point to the fact that we were for most of that for that month. It felt like we had three more games played. Okay. I don't know if that's where you're going, but for a team that is, I mean, sure, there's the core has been together, and the core isn't really what struggled. I think that's yeah. pretty obvious with Mantha and Larkin, and uh, you could probably swap out Bertuzzi, and I think a lot of people before the season started would have said Athanasiu. But, yeah. you know, then you're talking about three other lines that, um, man, uh, all competing to be the worst line in sports. <laughs> uh, yeah. Getting to know each other. And, and I just think playing all these games in chunks, like even if you did start to figure something out, um, you know, dang it all to heck, and that'll be my way of censoring <laughs> myself. Uh, <Yeah. laughs> when you've got the likes of Valtteri Filppula uh, centering one of your lines, especially one that's supposed to be considered a scoring line, I mean, that's just not going to do great at, at this point in Filppula's yeah. career. So even when you do start to gel, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. I, well, like. I think the national perspective on this uh, was there's just a lack of talent. And yeah. at, at this point, like even even with the schedule, I mean, we, we could go back to the last couple games and see. I know we're talking November, but we beat Boston and Vegas. So yeah. I, I, I wonder really if it is just getting more time uh, for these guys to practice together because I, I'll tell you what, it does take a lot of effort to be number one but there is yeah. something that has to go drastically wrong to be at the bottom of the league in power play, penalty kill, oh, uh, goals teams. against. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but No, the reason I brought up the schedule is I've talked yeah. about it at, at length. The Kings' October schedule might have been one of the hardest in the league. First, first of all, the season yeah. started on a Wednesday, and the Kings were the last team to start their season. They didn't play till Saturday night. And it, to me... It's like, yeah, you have an extra time to practice, but also by that point, you just want to get your season going. You see everyone else has already played. You want to get your season going. Yeah. So they didn't play until Saturday night at the start of the season in Edmonton, and then they went Tuesday, Wednesday, back-to-back Calgary-Vancouver, and then they had a five-game homestand. Good. That started on the Saturday, but it was against Nashville, Vegas, Carolina, Buffalo, and... The fifth team escapes me. Oh, uh, and Nashville, I think. And uh, I might have said Nashville already. And the first two games, Nashville, Vegas, were back to back. And Ooh. like game two, three, and then four, five, back to back. That is, I found that crazy. And then they did the four game uh, central road trip Winnipeg, St. Louis, Minnesota, Chicago, with Minnesota, Chicago back to back. And I just, I was fathomed with three back to backs in like three weeks. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, what is the schedule we have right now? Thankfully, it gets a little easier. They just did the Eastern Canadian swing, and now they, and, but now they have eight of their next ten at home. But the October schedule, I just couldn't believe. Well, I know, like, for us, we take chunks of the season, and, uh, you know, we, we could, right at the beginning, we were breaking it yeah. down and saying, oh, man, do we actually have, were we wrong about the Red Wings? Is this a winner? Because yeah. we went, so we start the season, we go two nights in a row. And we come out two and zero. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then and then we're going, uh, you know, three games and four nights. We lose against the Ducks. 
Then we go into Montreal. Not that Montreal is a world beater, but you figure you're going into Montreal with okay, this tough okay. schedule. We win yeah. again. So for us, like it kind of felt uh, you could almost take everything I just said about, you know, how, how the, how at least October went and, and you go through those first four games. You're like, he, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about, but <laughs> it's like, what's, once the losses started, it's like, we couldn't, there, there were too many holes, you know, yeah. it, it was something where uh, the, the leak started and there was nothing we could do to plug that leak back up. It, it was just, it, it got uncontrollable. I mean, we're, yeah, we're talking, sure. so after that Ducks game, or after the uh, Canadians game, uh, Leafs, Vancouver, Flames. Yeah, that's uh, tough. Edmonton, probably. Yep, you got it. Yeah. Uh, Canucks again. Then we lose to the Senators. Like, this is where well, it really well, was starting to tailspin, and we lost We just lost to the Senators as well, so it's okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you get to the bottom of the league. You got you to do it exactly. somewhere. It's yeah. the battle, battle of the bottom feeders. Now, uh, actually... Bringing that up, uh, I know I know we want to touch base a little bit on what we think is is going to happen on Thursday, but yeah. uh, f- for you, just seeing what uh, fr- from the outside looking in, me yeah. as a Red Wings fan, I know what I want the Red Wings to do. Yeah. You watching the Kings. Yeah. Do you recommend just at this point throw the white flag? Well, I go for Byfield. Go for Lafreniere. So we, we knew coming into the game, or coming into the game, into the season, it was this season was going to be a struggle. Last season was a struggle. You knew this season was going to be a struggle as well. But as, as negative as the stats are and the record is, by the way, Kings currently last in the league. So best Yeah, you guys got us there. <laughs> but, but you just, no matter how bad, how much our teams are struggling – Last, you have to look at the Blues last year. They were last on January third, and they won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I know they have better players, but you just you ha- after that happened, you have to have that like just tucked away in the back of your mind the the one percent just in case you never know. I like it's not a high percentage. I don't think it'll happen, but to be positive to the fans, you just never know. See, and I'm in a I'm in a constant argument with uh, with my friends and family. Uh, yeah. Obviously, living in the uh, the Detroit area, everyone around yeah. me is a fan of the Red Wings, or yeah, at least yeah. the people that actually watch hockey. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah there, there's a shot at our favorite sport right there. Um, <laughs> it, it does feel like a, a constant battle to convince people because my perspective is, and 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 they and they use the the Blues idea that 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 you proposed there. Uh, I, I say just throw the season away. Like, yeah. uh, I, 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 I can the... agree with the Kings. What was that? I, I agree to do that with the Kings as well. Yeah, because I, I even look at uh, the tough question that we've been tackling, uh, and I don't, I don't know if there's any other Red Wings podcast that is doing this, but, uh, I mean, how, how far is this timetable for the Red Wings to start winning? I think it's beyond what we'd even see with Mantha hitting uh, his prime. To be yeah. completely honest, like this isn't going to happen in the next couple of years. And we have uh, like Mantha right now is arguably our best player. He's a restricted free agent coming up. Yeah. So we're just, we're, we're at this point right now where you gotta, you gotta think about all these guys that we need to sign. Do you commit now for guys that probably aren't even going to be a part of the team when this really starts to. Yeah. That's a tough question. Yeah. And, um, and, and the blues are a great team. I think the one that we should aspire to be, 
and correct me if I'm wrong. I, I want to hear your opinion. Yeah. Um, Carolina Hurricanes. Yes. Like that would be like for a Red Wings fan, that Love would be that. like the zenith. Yeah. Like you, you oh, pick up a Svechnikov, so which we already have a Svechnikov, yeah. but <laughs> you pick up a Svechnikov, and now your team is rolling through the playoffs. Yeah, and that's the one thing with the Kings. We don't have the the prospect, the forward prospect at on the team yet. There, all the all the guys doing the goal scoring are predominantly the older guys, the veterans, Kopitar. Carter, Doughty. We don't have the well. Doughty's a defenseman, obviously, but we don't have the offensive prospect quite ready for the team yet, and that's kind of the frustrating part. That is actually kind of scary. Now that I look at these uh, statistics, you know, but, it's always tough to do a deep dive on every team. Yeah. But um, having said that, I was going to ask you, what is through the first five weeks of the season? What are the Red Wings best at? Oh my gosh! Yes, I have one for the Kings, but I want want to hear what the Red Wings are best at first. Well, I think it depends on how the lineup is set up. Yeah. Now, if we're playing a team, so we just get these two wins, uh, we racked them up. Uh, if we're playing a team like the Boston Bruins, where yes. they are very, they're they're a complete team. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. when you talk about being top heavy, I mean, there's the Boston Bruins having probably the best line in hockey the last couple of years. Oh, yeah, for sure. So when we can actually match up with that, I think the thing that we are best at is just using this first line the way we're supposed to use it. Because we actually are a terrible Corsi team, as you've probably seen and taken yeah. a dive. Yeah. But for whatever reason, our top line, yeah. even if Mantha's not on that top line, so yeah. we're mainly talking about Dylan Larkin, Tyler Bertuzzi, and whoever mm -hmm. plays on that line with them, yeah, they shut down the other team's yeah. top line, yeah. and they score. You're, it's incredible. You're good at the. You're good at upping your game against the bigger opponents. I would say that that's probably the better way to put it. And and I, you're not even watching the games. But <laughs> that, yeah. that that's a good thing. That that that's a great thing. I would love that. You want to know what the LA Kings are really good at? Oh, I I, I can't wait. <laughs> Shots on goal. They've they've led the league all season long. Oh boy! <laughs> they, they average they average thirty five point six shots per game going into tonight. So that like if if my brother so are, was here right now, he'd be saying "ha ha" right to my face because I make such a big deal about possession statistics and course. I make I make such a big deal about shots on net because you can't score if you don't put the puck on the net. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. So the, I think there's been three games. The Kings have been outshot and one that they tied shots. The rest, they've all just hammered their opponents in shots on net. And, and I would say the Kings, they've been a little snake bitten. I mean, Carter, Carter Hutton, good goaltender, he shouldn't be putting up a 47 save shutout against any team. Yeah. He just shouldn't be. So I'd say this, the Kings are a bit snake bitten as well this season. Well, I mean, I. It's one of those things, too, when you look at the, the loser teams. Um, yeah. You know, do we call it snake bitten? Or, like, I yeah, think the approach true. we've taken on our show is this is just a bad team playing a bad hockey game. And, so, uh, like, when we're trying to dissect those five to ones and six to ones, we're just yeah. going, oh my gosh, we really are this bad. So <laughs> uh, I, I agree, because I agree, but I disagree because the 
like the Kings are bad. They they're yeah. struggling, but they have all the shots on net. They have their chances, and like it's not like they're bad shots. They're all good shots. They've had two games where everyone in the lineup has registered a shot on net. Like they like they're getting the shots on net. What I will agree with the four one five one loss that that this brought back to me. The Kings are really bad at once they allow a goal. The composure's gone for a few minutes. They give up goals in bunches, like no tomorrow, and that's so frustrating to watch. Well, yeah, it's got to be. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. So you guys are are second to worst um, in the like if we're if we're looking at it from the on ice save percentage and the PDO. Um, I mean, you got you got us beat, uh, but it's yeah. that that uh, the the shot percentage and that that combo of of the save percentage. Yeah, it's not I mean, this. Well, this is a recipe actually to say, like, to your point, is there room here just for, for puck luck yeah. to turn the yeah. Kings around? Like, we have no puck luck. We should have more puck luck with all the shots shots on net that we put on, and we just don't. Yeah, it's, I mean, this is a stat, too, that's, that's really boggled my mind because it, yeah. it's, hard to, it's hard to figure out exactly how you want to interpret this because, yeah. basically, if you're writing your thesis – you just take the PDO number and you define what you want it to mean. So yeah. either a team's bad or you say that they could be good later or you say they're too good. Uh, there still isn't like a general – for all analytics, there isn't like a, like a strict this is what you, you can pull from this. I think that's the, the art of analytics is that it's always yeah. up for interpretation. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, like if you've got the shots going on net, I just, for the Red Wings, it just felt like besides that top line, that's how the Red Wings lose. If you want to ask how, how we find a way to lose, um, you know, you could easily jump into the special teams play, but uh, it's just any time that top line had to come off. And, uh, and it really took a huge nosedive when Blaschel, uh, you know, for anybody, any of the Kings fans, not super yeah. Head coach, I, I know hockey fans in the United States. Uh, you're you're from Vancouver. You don't know hockey fans in the United States. I, I'm sorry, everybody, <laughs> but th- sometimes you guys don't take enough time to get to know. Yeah, get to know a guy across the street. Uh, yeah. But Blashill starts playing around with the lines, starts mixing up the first line into the second, third, and fourth lines. That's when those those losses started happening. So if we can't get that control on the top line, uh, we're probably still going to lose anyway. But that's where it's just this absolute landslide. And uh, if, if we don't get the shots going or if we don't get some sort of control, both offensive and, uh, offensively and defensively from that first line, we're, we're just, we're just going to get eaten up for lunch. Yeah, for sure. Now, there's so much more I want to discuss. But this question, this just came to my mind. That's kind of it's, – it's a different question. It's, not, it's more a Detroit question in general. Yeah. What – as of right now, who's more relevant, the Red Wings or the Tigers? Oh, my gosh. Because they both stink. Well, and you're talking about two different franchises right now that – Well, both um, have great success, but they both, both are struggling oh yeah, right now. Definitely. I, yeah. What I was going to say is two different franchises that have their own section of, like, uh, 60 and up that are diehard <laughs> fans. <That's true. laughs> yeah. So – yeah. So, like, what's going on there is um, if, if you had to look at which team was actually getting the younger audience, mm-hmm. it, it's the Red Wings right now. Okay. Um, I mean, the, the Tigers, too. I don't think this town has ever been a huge baseball town. It's just when they're good, yeah, 
you fill up. You fill up uh, Comerica Park. It, it does yeah. well. But when it is irrelevant, um, like it is now, it, it's, <laughs> it's a ghost town. Uh, and oh, at least, yeah. at least with the Red Wings too, they're lucky enough to have Little Caesars Arena going right now. For sure. So I, I hate to. Th- that one is, I think, in a different year or like uh, maybe, I don't know. I'm too. Oh, I'm getting. There we go. Alexa's <laughs> letting me know that the Red Wings game's starting. Um, <laughs> thanks, Alexa. Yeah. Uh, but what I want, what I wanted to say was, if this, if this was any other town, and you had to like the situation was maybe a little bit different. I just like to me, and maybe it's just my perspective. I, I think the Red Wings are still going to get a pretty good audience night in and night out. And for baseball, I think I think right now it's just a lot to ask for humans, uh, like in our society now, to pay attention to it. Yeah, and yeah, that no, I was just I was just came to my mind because I'm like I'm a huge baseball fan as well. Played it my whole life, so that just came to my mind. Like, hey. The Tigers, they're not very good. The Red Wings aren't very good. I'm interested to see who's more popular right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're, we're running the gamut right now. Lions stink. Yeah. Uh, the Pistons stink. So this, is, uh, this <laughs> yeah. isn't title town like back in 1936 or yeah. whatever year True. that was. True. Now, um, I, yeah. we do, oh. I, I'm kind of running out of time here. Go but um, I do want to get at least where you think. Let, let's, let's, let's play that game. Kings versus Wings this Thursday. What do you see happening? It's it's going to be interesting. I kind of want to see. I I I want to see what happens in our games tonight. First, you're you're in Anaheim tonight. We're yep. in. We play Minnesota tonight. We've got we Minnesota beat us like five to one ten days ago. So it's kind of a revenge game for us. But it's on home ice. Last one was in Minnesota. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see. Uh, I really think this is something I'm very excited about. Coach Todd McClellan has changed the lines as the season has gone on. And I think last game they played in Montreal last Saturday night, the Kings. And I think they discovered something that's also with the young guys. So it's awesome. They put Wagner, Lazat, and Grunstrom together. And it's now known as the 1997 line because they're all oh, yeah. born in 97. And they played great on Saturday night. The three of them played together. They were easily the best line for the Kings all night, and I hope they stay together tonight and into Thursday because they played really well, the three of them together last Saturday night. Well, I'll, I'll say this. Um, the first thing I always go to in regards to trying to figure out who's going to win and lose, I, I, I used to write a blog for um, sports betting. So okay. I am guilty of heading towards possession statistics first. Yeah, but here's the funny sure. thing. I, I have noticed the trend is actually when the Red Wings are going to be playing a team, as, as you mentioned, who is a stronger, quote-unquote, possession team, yeah. they actually do better against them. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, it's, it's weird to me. It's weird to fig- like hard to put a finger on how this happens. Uh-huh. Even with that being said, though, I think we're going to give the Kings a nice win. We're going to try and take that bottom spot back. <laughs> I, so this is where I'm at now. That, that was the guy that used to be writing blogs, uh, you know, to make money. Yeah. Now, now I'm just strictly a Red Wings fan, and I'm looking at this as like, all right, it's my Red Wings. Uh, yeah. But I do agree with you. I want to see what happens tonight because now this will be the third game with Robbie Fabry. Yeah, I mean, for sure. does he continue to produce? Does it continue yeah. at least to look like there's balance in the lineup because he's there adding another shooting forward? For sure. If it does 
look that way, then I think, uh, you know, not that I want to make Kings fans too sad out there, but um, jokes aside, I think the Red Wings might have found something that if we have that first line that's successful and we can find enough balance to have a second line that can at least control part of the game instead of just getting completely trounced, yeah. Then, uh, yeah, against against the Kings, at least, I think the Wings are going to have a great chance. You know who will win this game? The Go team it. that does better on the special teams. Because well, both of well, us, our special teams aren't good. Now, do you see it in regards to uh, special teams? I mean, are the penalty kills so bad that, that we're going to see these power plays, like, ignite themselves? Or are we just going to be waiting for that one power play goal? (laughs) Well, the thing you're ahead of us in the power play because we're 29th in the league, but yet we're 30th in the penalty kill and you're 31st. So it could very well be the more power play goals wins in this game. Like, the Kings have played, I think it's 17 games, and they've been they've allowed a power play goal. I think in at least half of them. Oh wow! Yes. We gave up uh, – we played the Canucks last week, two weeks ago now, and the Canucks went four for six on the power play. Oh, Jesus. So, that, 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 that night hurt. As For the Kings, that night hurt. So it's, it's whoever gets the more power play goals will win this game on Thursday night. Well, watch out for that uh, when you're watching this game. Watch for Robbie Fabry to hit the slot. I will. Because- no, for sure I will. Whatever's going on with uh, him and Bertuzzi, they played together in juniors. Yeah. Uh, they turned it right back on. So yeah, they've no, got that's... this set play, and I don't even think it's part of Bilesma's plan. Uh, he's yeah. our power play coach. Yeah, I don't yeah. even think that's part of his. I, I honestly think these two cats just got together and said, hey, you know how we have like one of the worst power plays in the league? Yeah, we're not going to listen to Bilesma anymore. Let's go back to what we were doing in juniors nice. and see if that works. Yeah, no, I'll definitely watch out for, for those guys for sure. And you will watch out for the 1997 line of Lazat, Wagner, and Grenstrom, because they they were really good against Montreal, and I think they're going to continue to – I think McCullen saw that, and he's going to keep them together and try to get their chemistry to rise as they get to know each other better. Uh, no, I I'm, I mean, I'm sold. I listened to your last episode of the podcast too, so I, I was excited to see that line. Uh, but now, you know, of course, well, thank you start to talk about it. Now you can't forget about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, I like – it, it's the Kings had the seventies line a couple of years ago. Now they got the 1997 line. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. There needs to be more nicknames in hockey. Like oh, the, the Canucks have the best one this season. Go because for it. One of our, one of our lotteries up here that you can buy tickets for is called lotto 649. <laughs> and, and the Canucks top line is Besser. Number six, Pedersen, number 40, JT Miller, number nine. Nice. So 649. So they call it the lotto line. Oh, nice. All right. You know what? If it was the 649 line, I was going to say, that's kind of neat. The lotto line? Yeah, the lotto line. Perfect. It's awesome. (laughs) 649, the lotto line. Well, I'm, I'm going to bid adieu to all the Red Wings fans here. Uh, Thanks again for everybody tuning in. Of course, uh, I'm going to do the, I'm going to run through my, my Twitter and stuff here real quick. Uh, Brothers of Discussion uh, can be found for hockey will be at BOD Hockey. And uh, just a quick shout out to uh, all the wrestling fans who tune in as well. It's at BOD Podcast if you guys want to hear some some wrestling talk. Uh, So that goes for all the Kings fans that are out there too. 
we are we are out of Detroit, so I know there's some better wrestling going on in, in uh, California yeah. than in uh, Detroit. But uh, <laughs> head on over to, to bodpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com. Check us out that way too. I'll, I'll, I'll quickly say the King's Den on Twitter at the King's Den THPN and me, Jordy Cunningham, on Twitter at Cunningham Jordy. Jordy, it was an absolute pleasure. I thank you so much for doing this. Um, I, I know I'm really looking forward to uh, to having that roundtable. Uh, I guess it sounds like we're going to have this a little bit sooner than I thought. I was thinking uh, end of the year, but uh, yeah. no, I look forward to talking to you again. Be awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you. Thanks. This conversation was awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, have a good one, Jordy. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Thank you.